Hello and welcome. Thank you for taking time out today to seek God. You've made a brave choice. Whether you believe in God or not, whether you're religious or not, seeking God is the greatest human pursuit. And here, we're taking the risk together that God is in fact there and wants us to pursue Him. And the journey will be rewarding. In the time we have, we'll pray, read scripture, and reflect. This is your time to seek God, and I'm only here to help. If you're able, why don't you try kneeling or sitting comfortably? Calming our bodies and our minds is not only relaxing, but it also reminds us of our own limitations and that a non-physical God is sought in non-physical ways. What matters most is that this time is set apart. So once you're comfortable, let's begin. Close your eyes and take a breath. You're about to speak to the creator of everything. This is not meditation. We're not turning inward into ourselves. We're praying. We're reaching beyond ourselves to the source of everything. We're reaching into the void and what will happen is unknown. But isn't that where all adventures are? Now speak out loud or in your mind. God is not limited to what you say. He knows even your deepest thoughts. So express your intentions for this time. You can say, Jesus, why a cross? Why death? Help me understand. Take a moment and express these thoughts to God in your own way. scripture, and we do this because we believe that God communicates. He's revealed himself to people who have written their experiences for our benefit. We don't have to understand it, but we won't, and we don't have to be Bible scholars. What's important is that we receive it and believe that God communicates. Today we'll read Isaiah 53.5, which says, But he was pierced because of our transgressions, crushed because of our iniquities, punishment for our peace was on him, and we are healed by his wounds. A large portion of Isaiah is devoted to this character, the servant. And while it seems so obvious to the Christian that this is a prophecy about Jesus, it is tragic that the chosen people through whom our scriptures came do not believe this. To them, the servant is a personification of Israel as a whole. If this is you, I respectfully ask just one question. Given that the servant suffers in place of the rebellious, how then can Israel be both the affliction and the cure? Why a cross? Why a suffering servant? Because of our transgression, that is, our gross rebellion. He is crushed because of our iniquities, that is, 
our evil deeds. Punishment for our, our what? Our peace was on him and we are healed by his wounds. No one can accuse the Bible of being straightforward and clear, but here seems an exception. The servant suffers piercing, crushing, punishment, and ultimately death in order to absorb our rebellion. In order for us to have peace and healing, he must be destroyed. Why a cross? If Jesus is what God looks like when becoming human, then the cross is what God looks like while taking the responsibility of granting peace to humanity. When God says, I'll make sure they have peace, it looks like a cross. When God says, I'll deal with their rebellion so they don't have to, it looks like a slaughter for the God-man. Does this surprise you? If so, let me ask. Given the unimaginable horror humanity has inflicted upon itself, how else should it look? Jesus, I don't get it, but I'm grateful. You offer peace. You take our rebellion. Show me more of what this means. Take a moment and express these thoughts to God in your own way. Thank you for taking this time. Feel free to stay here as long as you like. May God bless your day, and I look forward to being here with you again next time.